0: Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. You're checking out the program on April 18th, Saturday, April 18th. Before I jump into the show, I want to wish that you guys are having a fantastic day. I want to just say that. Also, before we jump into the show, I want to make sure that the nation is taking care of the nation. Make sure you're taking care of yourself while we are in a stay-at-home or stay at shelter around the country. So make sure you do that. Also, there are multiple ways if you want to contribute to the program. If you want to contribute to the program, hit us with the simple like button. It really helps us. When you hit us with a like button, what that does is with YouTube's algorithms, we jump kind of to the top when it comes to the Steelers. Um, Also, if you want to contribute to the program, We have the super chat feature where you can hit the super chat button and you can give any amount of money that you would like. I know it's very tough for a lot of people around the country. So if you can do that, do that. If not, it's all good. We are a family here and we always want to make sure that the nation takes care of the nation. Uh, Before I jump into the program, I want to give a big shout out to my co-host of The Standard is The Standard and the editor of And chief of behindthesteelcurtain.com. Make sure you check out the website. We got a bunch of fantastic stuff coming up for the draft next week. We're going to be giving you a ton of content because unless you're living in a state like Florida, you're probably going to be home consuming a ton of content. So we're going to make sure we get you a lot of stuff for the draft. We're going to get you that stuff. Also, want to big up who's bad? Brian Anthony Davis. Make sure you check out the mock draft that he's going to be doing. On Monday, also want to give a big shout out to the brother Sco, Big Bro Sco, and the Oracle of the website, Little Bro Sco. Dave Schofield, Deputy Dave, is another name that we call him. And also want to give a big shout out to dony Depio. And make sure you guys check out um Tony's going to be doing a solo show, I believe, starting. Uh, next Saturday, The Burning Question. So make sure you support Tony. Tony does a fantastic job. So support Tony when that show starts and keep supporting us, Steeler Nation. I want to thank you guys because our numbers have been fantastic under this shelter in place. And I'm glad that we can provide fantastic content, fantastic Steeler talk, Steeler articles, everything for you on the website in this time of need, because there's really no entertainment out here. And I know a lot of people around the country are are stir crazy right now. And we want to just, you know, give you some Steeler content and give you some positive vibes and give that to you through the podcast, through the YouTube channel and through the website. So again, thank you guys for joining us, sticking with us and let's make sure that the nation keeps the nation safe. The title of this. Yeah, I said it. Is this the Steelers' secondary? The Steelers' current secondary is the best in the Mike Tomlin era. So, what I'm going to do though is I want to just say that and I I just want to lay out for a second. Let me just say that again. Big up to Felicia in the live chat. Let me just say that again so it can resonate, so it can resonate with you before I jump into my points. The Steelers' current secondary is the best in the Mike Tomlin era. Now, there are a couple of defenses that I wanted to look at. When I when I came up with the thought uh, for this particular show, and big up to Brian Anthony Davis, who subbed for me yesterday, because I wanted to do some research for this show. I looked at a couple of defenses. Obviously, 2019 which consisted of the current secondary. I looked at the classic legendary defense, which I think might be the best Steeler defense since the Steel Curtain was the 2008 defense, which statistically was just off the charts. But I do want to compare statistically those two defenses, and I want to dig in and look at the personnel groupings of those two defenses. I also took a look at, the 2010 defense, the 2011 defense, and the 2012 defense. And before I do the statistical comparison between 2019 and 2018, I'm ruling out 2010, 2011, and 2012. Although those were fantastic defenses, I'll just say one thing. The 2008 defense was absolutely unreal. And most of us are doing shelter in place. Most of us are in the house quarantining. If you have a time to go to YouTube, because all these games are on YouTube now, you can find these games. Go watch the 2008 defense. That defense was absolutely unreal. And I think that defense is largely underrated specifically because they didn't close out Arizona in dominant fashion in the Super Bowl. But when you think of that defense, when they needed to make a play, they made a play. I had an undying faith in that defense that if that defense had to make a play to win a game, they would win a game. They would do something to win a game. I had total confidence in that defense. I mean, I used to stick my def- my, my chest out when I would used to talk about that defense, that that defense was absolutely the best in the world. And I want to give a big shout out To my German brethren, who's given us, I believe that's Euros. Big up to Timo Michel uh, for giving us some Euros. Big up to you, man. Hope all is well in Germany. I hope you're safe. I hope your family is safe. And, uh, you know, stay safe to our Steeler brethren over across the uh, the sea, over in Europe. Make sure our Steeler family stays safe in Europe. Again, the Steeler Nation has to take care of the nation. statistically you know that that 2008 defense was just absolutely offense was awesome I think it was every good every bit as good as that 2001 Ravens defense I mean the defenses were were comparable that defense was absolutely ridiculous but let me let me let me pull back the curtain and do a statistical comparison between the secondaries of the 2019 and the 2008 defense now Let me just give you some overall statistics to just compare the two defenses. In terms of points per game, the Steelers defense ranked fifth last year. That 08 team ranked first. In terms of yards given up per game, that defense, uh, 2019, ranked fifth. The 08 defense ranked first. Now, I'm not saying that the 19 defense is better than the 08 defense I'm saying that the Steelers' current secondary is the best in the Tomlin era, so I really wanted to look at the best defense of the Tomlin era and make the comparison. In terms of yards per point, the 28 defense was 5th, 2019 was 11. Now, this is where we start to get into the passing numbers. Now, in terms of yards per attempt, and I think yards per attempt is one of the best statistics you can look at when it comes to how good a secondary is. Now, this just just goes to show you how good Steelers secondaries were playing during the era of 08, 2010, 2011, and 2012. In 08, 10, 11, and 12, the Steelers were number one in yards per attempt. And just comparing the 2019 defense to the 28 defense to the 2008 defense. I'll just say 08 to the 19 defense to the 08 defense. The 19 defense was fourth in yards per attempt at 6.1. That 08 defense was absolutely awesome in terms of yards per attempt. The yards per attempt was 5.1. 5.1 is just, it's just, it's hard to explain just how good that is. And in fact, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably take a look at yards per attempt over that course of time between 08 and 2019. I'm going to say that that 5.1 yards per attempt is probably the best yards per attempt that a defense has had probably in the last 25 to 30 years. That is absolutely ridiculous. Now, another stat that I want to look at is passer rating. For a quarterback against your defense, that 08 defense ranked second. The passer rating was 66.7. Last year's secondary, it was third, 79.7. Very comparable. You have, when you look at passer rating, both of those defenses are clearly top five, number two, number three, so it's very similar. In fact, you can probably say it's a wash. So if you look at the 08 defense, that yards per attempt at 5.1 is absolutely ridiculous. That's a big feather in the cap for that 08 defense. Now, let me take another look. In terms of turnovers, turnovers to me, along with yards per attempt, is one of the best statistics you can look at to see if a secondary is a very good secondary. Now, because what when you take the ball away and you have the ability to take the ball away, you just make it better for your offense. You give your offense multiple opportunities to score points. You give them more possessions. And one of the biggest statistics in terms of winning and losing in the National Football League is turnovers and turnover margin. And when you look at these two defenses, the Steelers' secondary last year, the 19th secondary, was second in the National Football League in terms of interceptions with 20, and that 08 defense was sixth with 20. So they tied there in terms of number of turnovers when it comes to interceptions. This defense, the secondary last year, uh, was outstanding. Now, when I'm talking about interceptions – it's not all of the interceptions aren't all credited to the secondary, but that secondary last year with Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick were absolutely ball hawks. Minka and, and, and Hayden, I believe, combined for half of those interceptions. So when you look at the ability to cover and turn, take the ball away in terms of interceptions, I think the secondaries rank favorably. I, I think there's a wash there. You know another important stat when I'm looking at a secondary is the ability to limit the big play. The Steelers' secondary last year ranked seventh. They gave up 43 passing plays of 20 yards or more. Now the 08 defense was just absolutely ridiculous in this regard. They gave up 23 pass plays of 20 yards or more. A difference of 20, and that was one thing that was that that really stood out. When you looked at Dick LeBeau defenses, Dick LeBeau's philosophy as a defensive coordinator was bend, not break. He always wanted to keep things in front of him and make offenses have to play the long field and execute a ton of plays to be able to score. So he did not want to give up the big play. He'd rather tackle the catch. And if you had to go for a 12 play drive that you to score a touchdown, that you were probably going to make a mistake or the defense was going to get a sack or or, or do something to stop you and you not score. So that was LeBeau's philosophy. And you could see that as well when it comes to passing plays of 40 yards or more, they rank first, they only gave up two. Last year, secondary ranked fifth. They gave up six. Now, some of the numbers are different, but I think the passing game right now in the National Football League is the hardest that it's ever been to defend. And that's no shade or no disrespect for the 08 defense. I just think the passing game right now in the National Football League is at its absolute height, and there is an absolute belief that the passing game affects scoring way more than the running game and that you win with the passing game and you score points with the passing game. So I think it's much more difficult to defend the pass now than it has ever been in the National Football League. But when you look at the numbers of these two defenses, they are very similar. They are very solid. Now, it's not a case of, There are numbers in which the 08 defense clearly morphs this 2019 defense. There there just isn't. And also when you look at this 29 defense and the secondary specifically, this is the first time that this secondary played together as a group. When they acquired Minka Fitzpatrick in the season, I mean, just imagine how good this secondary is going to be in 2019. And I already think it's the best secondary in the time and era, how good it will be when they actually play more football games together. So statistically, I would give a slight edge to the 08 defense. Now, when I look at this defense, I would take a look also at the personnel because I think you have to take it to look at the personnel to see person for person which secondary is better. And big up to Alfred Fuchigaki. He said, Lance, would you also take into account how much the 19 defense was on the field? Terrible offenses put defenses on the field even more and skew their stats. That is a very interesting point because. It, 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 and I, and I guess to his point I will probably take I could take a look at snap counts I'll take a look at snap counts to see just how many snaps they played I to his point I would argue that the 08 snap count was probably significantly less however the 2008 offense was really bad was really bad and and, I, and I'm gonna say that I I would guess that they averaged you know, discounting defensive scores probably under 20 a game. I mean, they were real, they were a really bad offense. Now, Ezra's big up to Ezra Nehemiah. I hope he's hiding from his significant other while he's listening to the show. He wrote TJ and Bud versus Woodley and Harrison. Tough call. I'll take Woodley and Harrison. I'm not comparing the overall defenses because overall, I think the 08 defense was better. I think the 08 defense is one of the best defenses in the last 25 to 30 years in the course of the National Football League. I think you have to put it in the same breath as the 01 Raven defense or the Legion of Boom. I think that 08 defense was just that good. Now, I think where it breaks significantly for the 2019 secondary is when you look at players, you look at that 08, the corners. Ike Taylor and Brian McFadden versus Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. I think overwhelmingly the 2019 set of corners, it's the best that Tomlin has had. Those two corners are Tomlin's best starting corners in the Tomlin era. And I don't think it's close. I think Hayden is better than both Ike Taylor and Brian McFadden And I think Steven Nelson is better than Brian McFadden. I don't think Brian McFadden ever had a season as good as Steven Nelson's season last year. And I think Steven Nelson's season last year was better than Joe Hayden's season. I think Joe Hayden is the bigger name. And and, and I think the reason why you hear Joe Hayden more is because he came in the league with a higher pedigree. Um, He came in as a first-round draft pick. Out of the University of Florida in the SEC. He was a highly paid player uh, and his name just rang out. But that Steven Nelson deal, that acquisition is going to quietly be one of the best defensive acquisitions in free agency that the Steelers has ever had under Kevin Colbert. Let me say that again. The free agent acquisition of Steven Nelson, I think, is going to go down as. Probably, you know, one of the best free agent acquisitions on defense in the last 25 to 30 years. I think you also throw in Farrier in that mix in terms of an outstanding defensive acquisition. But like KT the Hulk said, Stephen Nelson is a quiet shutdown corner. He just does not have a high profile. And because he doesn't have a high profile, you don't really hear his name. His name doesn't really ring out or ring bells. But Steven Nelson's numbers are very favorable, even to Stefan Gilmore's numbers. And big up to see Antoine Hill for saying that. Steven Nelson is their number one corner. Hayden is the name. Sometimes he makes the more splashy plays. But Steven Nelson is the best cornerback on the Steelers. And if you compare Steven Nelson and Hayden to Ike Taylor and Brian McFadden, there's just no, there just isn't any comparison. And because the corners on a 2019 team are so much better. That's why to me, this secondary is absolutely the best secondary in the Mike Tomlin era. It's because of the impact of cornerbacks on defense. Let me read this comment. From my European brethren, my German brethren, Timo Michel, defenses and especially turnovers are always affected by regression from season to season. Are you not afraid that these numbers will decrease a lot? They're absolutely, you're absolutely right. That is 100% right. Defenses cannot rely on turnovers. However, the reason why I, I, I am so bullish on this defense and that I think it will continue to be good is because they can do both things. They can cover and get pass rush. When you can do both things consistently, you are going to be a top defense in the National Football League. Coverage-wise, they were absolutely the best in the Mike Tomlin era. You have two very good cover corners, and you have versatility with Hilton and Cam Sutton. And they have a lot of speed, and they're really versatile, and it's supported by Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end. So I think that the turnovers will change some. They probably will decrease, but I don't think that this defense relied on turnovers to be a dominant defense. So, uh, so great question, Timo. So I think the corners overwhelmingly favor 2019. Now, in terms of the safety position, let's just say Troy Palamalu being the safety on the 2018 definitely gives that team a significant advantage. But Ryan Clark, and I love Ryan Clark, and I especially love Ryan Clark for him knocking out um, Wes Welker in New England. I love the hit um, in the AFC Championship game. Uh, He was just a stabilizer. So I, I think Edmonds and Clark, Clark's better than Edmonds, but I don't think Clark is significantly better than Edmonds where I think that Clark is an A player and Edmonds is an F player. I think both of those players played their roles in those defenses. They were stabilizers for dominant safeties. Troy in the 08 case and Minka Fitzpatrick in the 19 case. Now, I'm not trying to say, and that would be sacrilegious, that Minka Fitzpatrick is better than Troy Polamalu. Nobody in their right mind would ever say that. And Ezra is absolutely correct. Ryan Clark was also a very good signing from Washington. Because when you played with Troy, you had to be a stabilizer. You had to really be intelligent because Troy was going to freelance and do certain things. You had to learn Troy's tendencies, how Troy was going to think, and you had to be that stabilizer that was going to just make the solid play to cover Troy. And I think that Edmonds does the same thing. Edmonds is just a stabilizer for the defense. Uh, you know, he's just an athletic guy, athletic freak, a stabilizer. So I, I think when you look at the secondary, the advantage, of course, is with that OA team because Troy Polamalu is a first ballot gold jacket guy. But what I will say is Minka is the man. Minka ain't bad. I mean, Minka's not going to make you forget Troy Palomalu, but what Minka's going to do is make you remember Troy Polamalu, and big up to Leonardo Torres from Brazil. Hopefully, you guys are managing down there uh, with the coronavirus. Um, hopefully, you guys are safe down there. Um, when you're good enough as a safety to make you bring up the name Troy Polamalu, you ain't bad. You ain't bad. You ain't bad at all. And and, and again, to Michael O'Malley's comment, that's right. Dang, we got Germany and Brazil in the house? Come on, man. We got Germany and Brazil. I feel blessed, man. We got an international show this morning? You guys are supporting the kid internationally and supporting behind the steel curtain.com? We got Germany. We got Brazil. We got different hemispheres? It's the beauty of the internet. And this is the beauty of Steeler Nation. We are a community and we are a family. And let's make sure that the nation takes care of the nation. Make sure you take care of your your fellow brethren in Steeler Nation. And make sure you take care of your neighbors. And we got England in the house. Europe, stand up. Europe, stand up. I need to check in from... uh, I need to check in from like Canada as well. Anybody in Canada? I need India. I need Africa. We need. We need every continent. If we get somebody from Antarctica, I just might faint on the show and just drop the mic. If we get somebody from Antarctica, uh, but anyway, so I think that I, I think the advantage clearly is with the 08 defense because of Troy Polamalu. But I'm gonna say something that you guys. I'll pick up two McKee's rocks. Uh, I might say something that may be a little sacrilegious. I don't think the difference between Troy Palomalu and Minka Fitzpatrick, when it's all said and done, will be cavernous. Because Minka Fitzpatrick, like Caleb B. said, is clearly the best safety that the Steelers have had since Troy Palomalu, and he proved that in merely like 12 games. 13 games um, to super tech point. Make sure you guys hit the like button and please subscribe to the show. Do that. Give us a like subscribe to the show support the program. We got about 65, 70 people in the live chat. Make sure we have a one for one. If you're in a live chat, make sure you hit the like button. All it requires is tap, 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 hit the like button, tap, tap. And if you're a fan of the wire, you remember that tap, tap, tap in the window, tap, 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 tap. If you're a wire fan, you know that. So let's go to the nickel cornerback position. You got Mike Hilton versus Deshae Townsend. I'm going to give that to Mike Hilton. I, I think the coverage ability of both of them is a wash. The reason why I give the advantage to Mike Hilton is his ability to play in the box and his ability to blitz. And a couple of years ago, Mike Hilton clearly was the best nickel corner in the National Football League. I believe on PFF, I think he graded out as the best nickel corner. I believe it might have been in 2017. Um, Mike Hilton, I think, is a fantastic player. Unfortunately, this might be the last year that they have Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton is just on his 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 his, his tender, um, his restricted free agent tender. He's on his tender, so this could be the last year. Um, that he plays Ezra Newman Ezra excuse me Ezra Nehemiah said I agree Lance Mink is the best safety in the league Eddie Jackson for the Bears is probably in that argument yeah I think it's Minka so again when you look at the safeties you got the best safety in NFL versus an all-time safety so I think you know when you look at the nickel cornerback you look at the corners in the safety position this is why I'm saying that this 2019 defense that this current secondary is the best defense or not best defense, the best secondary that the Steelers have ever had. You look at the dime corners, and I think it's pretty negligible there. I think big play Willie Gay is better. Um, I think Cam Sutton is still a young player coming into his own, but I like the versatility of Cam Sutton. I like how he fits into this defense. He gives them a, another solid sub package cornerback defender. But when you look at the corners, you look at Hayden Nelson, Hilton, and Sutton, this is the best set of corners that the Steelers have had in the Mike Tomlin era. I think it's much better than the overall corners of Ike Taylor, Brian McFadden, the Townsend, and Willie Gay. And I think the difference between Troy Polamalu and Minka Fitzpatrick is not big enough to sway it in the favor of the 2008 secondary. I think the 2019 secondary is the best secondary in the Tomlin era. The unfortunate thing about the Tomlin era is that a majority of it, or all of it, I will say, has been played competing against Tom Brady. Because when you look at some of the defenses that the Steelers had, 2011, 2010, uh, 2008, and absolutely was played, All of Tomlin's era has been competing against Belichick and Brady. I mean, you know, in terms of points per game, 08 defense, number one, 2010, number one, 2011, number one. I mean, you know, you look at yards per attempt, uh, 2012, 2011, 2010, 2008, 08, number one in yards per attempt, yards per completion, uh, number one, 08, 2010, uh, passer rating. The defenses, let me read them in order. You got 19, 2008, 2010, 2011, 2012. Um, passer rating three, two, four, four, and seven. Uh, you know, you had some fantastic defenses. I mean, these defenses were very good. You look at big plays, you know, the only defense you know, you look at 08, you look at 2010, 2011, 2012. You know, in terms of plays of 20 yards or more in a passing game, they all ranked number one. 40-yard plays, you know, 08 was number one. 2011, number one. 2012, number one. I mean, you look at some of these passer rating numbers and just how good these defenses were against the pass. It's just, it's a shame that the Steelers did not win more championships. It took consistent excellence, by that team up north, the New England Patriots, to be able to beat some of these Steeler teams. Because, you know, the Steelers, from a passing perspective, have played really good football. But there was an era after, you know, maybe 2012, where the Steelers, in terms of passing defense, were not very good. But I think over, not overwhelmingly, but I think the only reason why there is an argument is because the uh, of the secondaries between 19 and 08 is the overall success of the 08 defense because the 08 defense was just so legendary as a whole, and because of Troy Palomalo. But this Steelers secondary is the best under Mike Tomlin. And big up to Alfred Futsigaki. And, and please, I apologize if I am not pronouncing the name, their last name correctly. He said he looked up the snap counts. The 2019 Defense played 937 snaps. 08 played 1015 snaps. I, I think Alfred would have thought that this would have been reversed, that the 08 defense would have played less snaps. Um, and that's weird sometimes. I mean, you know, I mean it's weird. I, I, I can't necessarily explain the difference. I know both teams were pretty bad offensively. Um you know, I, I think both teams were bad offensively. And, you know, I have to look at this. Actually, Dave Schofield chimed in and said the 2019 defense played 1,084 snaps as opposed to 1,015 snaps. So this goes to Alfred's point that the 2019, you have to give them some advantage as well in terms of a secondary because they played more snaps. Um, and so Alfred said he didn't take into account the assist to turnover ratio. But what do you guys think? You know, in the live chat, what do you think? What secondary do you think? Because while I'm doing the show, sometimes it's hard to follow the live chat. What secondary do you guys think is better? Do you think 2019 was better than 08? And do you think that the 2019 secondary is the best secondary in the Mike Tomlin era? And while you guys jump into that, I want to just give some of my thoughts on the draft coming up next week. Now, I'm a defensive guy, typically. And, you know, I want to apologize for the uh, bad T-shirt collar. Um, But I will say this. (laughs) And Mike O'Malley is funny. He said uh, that the information is on microfiche, Dave. No, it's in Dave's mind because Dave Schofield is the Oracle. Everything is contained in a little bro Scho's mind. Dave is the Oracle. I'm typically a defensive guy, but I think dominant defense does not get you as much as dominant offense when it comes to winning, losing games. I think championships in the current NFL are won through the passing game and they're won on offense. And so when I'm looking at this draft, particularly with Ben Roethlisberger on the last two years, um, on his contract, $41 million salary cap hit. And let me jump into the comment first before I continue my point from Grayson Brown. This defense was the best, circa 14 to 19 stretch. No secondary rank, best, better besides Baltimore and Sherman. Um, hey, that's a fantastic stat. Um, King David 22 said, 2019 is better because of how the current NFL favors the offense. And that's something that I talked about early in the show is that I think it's much more difficult to cover and to play defense in, in 2019. And I wish there was a mathematical formula to kind of, um, to kind of normalize statistics across era uh, to cross errors. I, I think Dave Schofield, I'm going to ask Dave to come up with that. Um, Uh, I'm going to ask Dave to come up with that algorithm because he is the Oracle. But right now, you know, I just think you win championships uh, with offense. You can't have a terrible championship, excuse me, a terrible defense to win a championship. You have to have an opportunistic defense and a defense that just won't give up the ghost. I mean, that's what you have to have. You can't have a defense that's going to give up, you know, 23, 24 points a game. That just puts way more stress on your offense. However, you just need to have a defense that's going to hold up. You know, it's going to hold up. It's not going to force you to score 35 a game and let your offense go to work and get to a point differential of around seven to nine points. If you can get to that seven and nine point mark, you're going to win championships, or you're going to be in, um, you you're, you're going to be in the mix to win championships. And I love that Alfred and Dave Schofield are going back and forth in the live chat comparing stats. Um, maybe Alfred is a Jedi because um, Dave is a Sith with the Kylo Ren mask. And if you guys don't know who Dave is, if you've watched the Steeler game. You've seen Dave Schofield. Dave Schofield is the guy that wears the Steelers' Kylo Ren mask. And every time that Dave goes to a game, Dave is on the broadcast. I swear, it's almost every single time Dave is on the broadcast. Dave is the guy in the Kylo Ren mask. You cannot miss Lil Brosco, the Oracle, Dave Dave Schofield, a.k.a. Deputy Dave. That is Dave. Um, Grayson Brown also chimed in. Steelers have the best formula for the era in the NFL, have a strong and fast front seven, have a couple of playmakers in a secondary. That's how you stop teams. I mean, that's how you do it. It's a combination of pass, rush, and coverage. But because the passing game will kill you quickly, and, and you just got to defend the pass. You have to be able to defend the passing game. And also, if you're in a live chat, please hit that like button. Please subscribe to the program. So, with that being said, I just think you get more bang for your buck from the offense. I mean, the offense, the defense gave up around 18 points per game. I mean, how much better can you get from a scoring perspective on defense? I mean, the Patriots, I believe, were around 14 a game. I mean, you're not going to get it to 14. I mean, to reduce your points per game defense by by four points over the course of a season, that's a ton of points. I just don't think it's going to get better, much better than that. What the Steelers can't afford is a regression on defense to where they go from about 18 points per game to around 21, 23, 22, 23. As long as they keep it around the 18 to about 20 mark, they're fine. What needs to change is they need to change from get, from scoring around 18, 19 points a game to about 28 points per game. In my opinion, they need to average roughly 10 more points per game, another touchdown and another field goal. Now, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, with the addition of Ben Roethlisberger, it's going to be interesting to see just how much this offense morphs and changes and just how many more points that they can score. I don't know if I would attribute ten points to Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how that happens. And it's going to be interesting. But what I do know is if you give Ben more weapons, that's why this has to be an offensive draft. The front seven is already fire. The secondary is the best secondary in the Tom and era. Give Ben weapons. Give him a big wide receiver that can stretch the field. Give him an additional running back. Hell, give him two wide receivers. Bring in another tight end. Solidify the offensive line. Everything, in my opinion, has to be tilted to the offense so that offense can score 27 to 30 points per game. Because if you score 28 to 30 points per game, 27 to 30 points per game with that defense, that's that's a championship. That's that, that's how you win a championship. You know, so get Connor healthy. Maybe you mix in like Caleb, like Caleb B said, Dobbins. Mix in a big wide receiver with Eric Ebron, Ebron, Enron, Ebron, Enron. So, you know, uh, you know, mixing with Ebron, uh, Vance McDonald, you put all that in the mix. Score points, baby! Score points! Score points! That's what it's about. You gotta score points, and that's why I think this draft has to be tilted on the offensive side of football. And the one thing I agree with with Dave Schofield when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger and it comes to having um, a quarterback with a forty-one million dollar cap hit is when you're all in on a guy. You just got to be all in. I would love that the Steelers upgrade the backup quarterback position. So if Ben loses seven or eight games, um, they, their season doesn't go in a tank. But if you're that committed to a franchise quarterback like they are with Ben, you got to give him his weapons. And pick up the Alfred. <laughs> you know, I don't want to just, you know, Alfred's new. So I'm giving Alfred a lot of love. And Alfred's asking some great questions. Don't take offense in the live chat. Alfred asks Lance, does the offense have to be dictated by Ben? Would it be a mistake relying on him only on the offense to win games, or should they be focusing on the run game equally as much? I I think they need to be balanced, and I think they need to lean on the running game more than ever, particularly in the first half of the season. I think it's going to take time for Ben to get reacclimated to the speed of the game and to minimize his level of self-doubt and to just feel his way back and get his way back. Plus, he's playing with Deontay Johnson, young players. He needs to build, rebuild a rapport with some of those young players, build a rapport with Eric Ebron. He has to feel his way back. So I, I think it would absolutely be a mistake if they lean too much on Ben in the passing game early in the season. I think the Steelers have to work their way to it. Hopefully the offense would look very Elway-esque. In the first half of this season, if they can win football games by playing dominant defensive football, running the ball, being balanced and working Ben in and letting Ben get comfortable and still winning games, I think that's the formula. I don't think that they should have Ben in wearing the cape. Timo Michelle asked during last season, everybody is blaming Keith Butler. Nowadays, we want to have the best defenses in the league. Is that due to Butler or the multiple first-rounders they pick on defense. I think it's a combination of both. I think it's the acquisition of Terrell Austin. I think it's Butler. And I think it's having immense talent. I don't care how good of a defensive mind you are or a schemer. If you ain't got the ponies in the barn, you ain't going to be that good. So I think it's a combination of all those things. As Renee Meyer said, I've been screaming at the top of my lungs since the end of the last year, run the damn ball. I agree. I think they're going to have to lean on the running game more. You just cannot have a quarterback that's been out for almost an entire season, hasn't played a competitive football game in over a year, to come back and sling it 45 times. But we know Ben. We know Ben. And and I think the arm isn't going to be the issue. I think the arm is going to be right. I think it's going to be strong. I think it's going to be healthy. I think it's just going to be him playing football. I don't care how good you are. If you sit out for uh, for a long for a for a long time, it's just going to take you some time to play good football. That's just how it is. The NFL is extremely difficult, and it's going to take some time um, to play quality football. And, and, and I would agree with guys on the live chat. I think Ben has way more in the tank than Manning had in 2015, um, which I think it's important. That's why you should not rely on him. Um, I think you've got to rely on other players in the offense to make plays as Ben makes his way back. But again, not to get too far off the topic, I want to just talk about a couple of things and make sure you guys check out the uh, the draft. I think the draft is going to be on YouTube. Make sure you guys check out the draft. I think it's uh, Brian Anthony Davis is going to be doing the draft on Monday. I hope that the Steelers go running back. In the second round, I hope they bring in a dot or they bring in a dominant offensive player. It could be offensive line, it could be running back, but pre- preferably I want a running back because I think a running back can impact this team immediately on the offensive side of football. And I think running backs are the quickest offensive skill position that you can quickly act uh, include and acclimate to your offense, and that person have an impact. But going back to the top of the program. This 2019 defense, this secondary is the best in the hate, excuse me, in the Tomlin era. I think Hayden and Nelson overwhelmingly swing it in this 2019 secondary's favor. That combination of corners is absolutely the best combination of corners that Tomlin has had as a coach of the football uh, uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is the Steelers' best secondary. You know, no disrespect to Ike Taylor or Brian McFadden, but Hayden and Steve Nelson are absolutely better. And they are playing better football in a harder era to defend the pass. They're better. I don't think the difference between Minka and Troy Palomalo is so cavernous where it tips it to the 08 favor. Although Troy P is my dude, Minka's nice and Minka is so good. It makes you bring up Troy Palomalo. I think every and if you just stop it there, everything else is a wash. But I do think Hilton is better than Deshae Townsend. But I think he's not better than Willie Gay. But I think Willie Gay and Sutton. Gay is better than Sutton, but it's the corners. It's the combination of the four corners. Hayden, Nelson, Hilton, and Sutton are better than the four corners in the 08 team. And that's why this 2019 secondary is the best in the Mike Tomlin era. But with that, We are going to get off this program. We're going to let you have your day again. And I want to make sure, man, that the nation takes care of the nation. Make sure you guys are staying safe, uh, following your shelters in place, socially distancing. We've got to get this. We got to get we got to lick this thing so we can all get back to our lives. Um, But with that, we're going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend and subscribe.